it's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Our theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Programme. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll A get through it. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Friday, thankfully. It's, uh, we're at the end of another week, and what a weird couple of weeks it's been so far in 2021. we got a great show coming up. Uh, in the third half of our three-hour tour, we're going to talk with uh, the author of a new thriller called No Bad Deeds. She is Heather Chavez. She'll be joining us uh, as I said, during the uh, third hour of today's program. And we're going to talk about how to overcome overeating during the uh, second hour of the show with um, Dr. Deborah Keston. She's the author of a new book called Whole Person Integrative Eating, a Breakthrough Dietary Lifestyle to Treat the Root Causes of Overeating, Overweight, and Obesity. Um not the longest title I've ever read on the air, but it's probably in the top ten. Anyway, um, but uh, coming up, my first guest uh, on today's show is uh, has got some interesting ideas that uh, that we're going to share with you. She is uh, the co-founder of Phelps Strategies, where she is a strategic life coach. She has a new book. Um, and and obviously a penchant for alliteration, much like my own. The book is called The Big Bliss Blueprint. Say that a hundred times, or rather, read the book and find out a hundred little thoughts to build positive life changes. The book is by Shel Phelps. She joins me now by phone. Hi, Shel. Welcome to the show. Shel, did I lose you? I can't hear Shell. I don't know what's going on. Well, maybe she can 
call back and reconnect. In any event, the book is called uh, The Big Bliss Blueprint, 100 Little Thoughts to Build Positive Life Changes. And uh, that was... Okay, let's try this again. Hi, Shell, let's try this again. Well, we'll see. And that's me connected. This is a little too much inside baseball. Shell, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? And you're coming through. I don't know why you weren't coming through before. Um, I don't know. Not the first time it's ever happened, but in any <laughs> event, I will uh, welcome you to the show once again. Shell, welcome. Well, thanks all for having me. Sorry about the glitch there. Well. Uh, Welcome to live radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not that unheard life of. Life happens. No, yeah. life happens. you got to roll with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, <laughs> which one of the hundred little thoughts to build positive life changes was that? <laughs> that, that was number was 37. Ride the wave. It was ride the wave. you got to ride the wave and just whenever it comes in, you just got to go with it. Um, some of the things, I, looking through the book... Um, it was one that caught my eye. Oh, why is it so important to be right? Yeah, a lot of people think it's really important to be right and really... Apparently everyone on Facebook thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you definitely will see a lot of people uh, have opinions and they think their opinion is the only one that counts. But we're in a, we're in a, a situation right now with the pandemic, like especially with um, controversy with... Uh, election there's a lot of uh, a lot of opinions and none of them are wrong we just have our own view well but there but there are things that are clearly wrong and what's what's wrong with learning something new and saying oops i had that wrong well it depends on your goal if your goal is to have a better relationship with someone then do you have to be right or can you just let it go well that's that's true but but aren't there um definitely things that are right and wrong and and i'm thinking specifically sure. about the pandemic because we have people that think it's a hoax and then we have some people who think if you stick your head out the front door you're going to get the covid and die yes yes so there are some things that are definitely right and wrong in front of those aspects but it depends what their goal is if your goal is to make sure you're informing someone then yes you want to make sure you give the right information and those things can be right and wrong but if your goal is to have a better relationship, which is more geared to what my book is kind of strategically about, then you don't always have to be right in a conversation. And and this isn't a tough read. It's it's a fairly short book, but it's packed full of basically tips. Yeah, exactly. So I strategically planted each page. You can flip to any page, read a strategy out of the 100 strategies uh, presented in the book. And I divide into eight sections. So depending on the section you're kind of looking for, you can read the whole thing or you can flip to any page at any time and, and walk away with at least one strategy. <laughs> I, I, like, I like this one, Shell. Be spontaneous sometimes. Yes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I, 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 how, do you turn, how do you turn off spontaneity? I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still working on it, Tom. I'm like, yes, book. I have, a, I have a huge struggle with that. I'm a planner by nature. I plan everything. So that's one of the things I thought was important because I don't look for spontaneity sometimes. I plan out too much. 
So if you put a little spontaneity in your life, I think that's when you learn the most about yourself. Yeah, I was coming at it from the other way. What if you're too spontaneous? <laughs> yeah, you can be like me and you plan every every second, and you don't want to do that either. You've got to find a balance. So, yeah. So if you want to, you know, create a schedule, whatever you want to do, you can do that. But I think you have to find a balance with everything. Um, how did you go about selecting the things that, that you thought would help build positive life changes is it universal or is it different from person to person i think some of it's universal and some of it varies person to person that's a great question because i think what i did is um i was an hr director at an electronics company and i had a line out my door it seemed like they needed some guidance from employees and uh management you know interactions weren't going so well so I started writing down these strategies because I'm a former therapist. You know, I had a practice in, in Kalamazoo for almost five years. So I started pulling from those, that repertoire of theories that I had learned, but in practical sense. I started writing them down on my sticky note. I started texting it to myself. I started emailing myself and started collecting these. I thought, man, this might make a good book. How can I get this resource into other people's hands? And so that's kind of how I started devising the book. And the most popular ones seem to be like building relationships, enhancing communications, goal setting, decision making, things like that. Then I decided those were the most prevalent, what people were asking me, so that I, I kind of focused on those areas. I, I know you, you have uh, a, a section talking about, um, and one of the things that you talk about, you, you also go out and give, uh, you do speaking engagements. And, mm -hmm. and one of the things that you talk about is, uh, uh, it's called Beyond the Water Cooler, Conscious Communication for More Positive and Productive Interactions. Um, is, is listening the most important part of conscious communication? Um, because it, it seems as I watch the conversations that take place on, on what passes for television news and you know, talk radio and on social media, and it seems like people are talking at each other. That is so true. I've noticed that myself. If we're not listening to really what the question is saying or what people's content is, we're always, a lot of people are formulating what they're going to say in the middle of what somebody else is saying or the information they're gaining. They're not really getting the full message. You're half getting the message, right? You're only 50% absorbing the content. So your answer or what you're going to say next is only part of the answer. So I think listening is a very, very key component to communication. Well, and it's, it's also the only way that we l learn beyond what we already have filed away in our noggins. That's a great point. Exactly. We learn from each other. No one's an expert in everything. So the more we listen, the more you're taking in um, and you're, you're gaining more knowledge. So everybody has a different perspective. And if you have an open mind, we can learn so much from each other. And I think that's the biggest part of communication that sometimes people miss. Um, who is this book for? This is for somebody who is trying to find a, a better purpose in their life, or maybe they're struggling to find their purpose or finding happiness. A lot of people right now during the pandemic are 
struggling to find a balance in life because maybe they're too isolated or they're they're trying to find some kind of you know reprieve of all the isolation and their life is different everybody's life has changed in one form or another through the pandemic and so this book is geared toward ironically i did not write it for the pandemic but it came out during the pandemic like to find your balance to find what's most important you know world the world's kind of slowed down a lot since we've had to and take a look a real good hard look at your life and figure out what is the most important thing to you in your life and start building your blueprint you know it's interesting you mentioned how things have slowed down and i know i've i've thought myself as i look back over what has become almost a year of uh basically being in quarantine um and i think of all the things that i should have accomplished but i didn't i really just kind of went on standby and i think a lot of people have you know binge watching hulu and netflix and um you know just just killing time till it's over oh yeah um i'm no exception i've been 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 watching been watching myself but i've also been reflecting in those quiet moments when we've had more time because the life is not as hustle and bustle as it was before right sometimes we are like right now we're you know remote talking so we're not really seeing people in person as much as we did before, and so we kind of value those things more so when we do get to have contact or face-to-face communication with other people. Um, I think it's, you know, challenging all the way around. Are there special ways that, that uh, people can uh, communicate um, better using the technology that we have available to us? Yeah, don't be afraid to text people. Don't be afraid to, like, just say hi. Don't, you know, we have social media, and sometimes we use it for positive and, you know, sometimes negative um, aspects of communicating. But, you know, use those tools constructively. Make sure that you know that when you're sending a message or reach out to somebody, pick up the phone. You know, you don't, that's social distancing. There's no reason why we can't talk to each other more and it doesn't have to be a long conversation just let somebody know what you're thinking about them you know that can mean a lot and change somebody's day i i know i find um myself a little frustrated by the whole texting thing for a couple of reasons one i really enjoy interacting with people which is not the same when you're texting back and forth and the other thing is i have a flip phone and it's very complicated to text on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are some people who refuse to text, and um, that's okay, too. You can pick up the phone and call people. That's fine, too, because texting can be a very limited resource. If you want to just give somebody a quick message, that's okay. Like, hey, I'm running late, or I'll see you in five right, minutes, right. something like that. It's but great those for those great. things. Hey, um, but serious conversations, no way. Shell, I have to put a comma here. I have to take a short break. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? I Sure can. would love to. That would be great. My guest is Shelf Phelps, and she is the author of Big Bliss Blueprint, A uh, Hundred Little Thoughts to Build Positive Life Changes. And we're going to talk some more about building positive life changes after we let our broadcast partner squeeze a few words in. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs>
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Wearing a mask helps prevent the spread of COVID-19. Wear your mask correctly. Wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds before putting on your mask. Holding the ear loops or ties, make sure the mask covers your nose and mouth and secure it around your chin. Try to fit it snugly against the sides of your face. Make sure you can breathe easily and keep the mask on the entire time you're in public. To learn more, visit cdc.gov coronavirus. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. MTA Flint is nationally recognized for continually seeking to provide sustainable, reliable, and cost-efficient transportation for individuals throughout the region. Through work-related and non-emergency medical transportation and your ride services, MTA is moving people with future and alternative fuel technologies. More information about MTA Flint and specialized services is available at mtaflint.org. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. The Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com
Congressman Dan Kildee, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm talking this hour with the uh, co-founder of um, Phelps Strategies and the author of a new book called Big Bliss Blueprint, A Hundred Little Thoughts to Build Positive Life Changes. she is Shell Phelps, and she joins me by phone. Shell, uh, thanks for sticking around. Welcome back, and uh, sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no problem. Glad to be here. Um, we were talking before the break about who this book was for, because it, at times it seems like it's sort of hinting at professionals. Yes, it, it definitely can be. This is a good mentoring book for professionals, but it also can be good for people who are stuck at home trying to figure out, like, Maybe they lost their job and they want to know what to do next, or maybe there are a stay-at-home mom who are, you know, with kids all day and want to figure out other things that they want to do besides, you know, watch children, which are really important. But there's a lot of aspects about, like, self-care, prioritizing yourself and uh, love and kindness. There's different things, aspects that I kind of try to mix in to find a life balance. For people who are feeling... um especially disjointed. You mentioned, you know, we've been talking about the uh, pandemic and the impacts of sheltering at home. And, you know, there's there's working at home, there's being out of work, they're having kids home during the day when you don't typically. There are a lot of things that are impacting differently. Um, but for people that, that are really disjointed by all of this, um, how can they decide which uh, uh, tips to follow uh, for a happier life, uh, how do do they determine what things are going to give them a happier life? It's a great question because everybody's blueprint is unique and different. It's like a fingerprint. So the very first place to start would be the first section is love and kindness and taking care of yourself putting yourself first, those first two chapters are vital to figure out, you know, what makes you happy, what kind of things, you know, fill your emotional, you know, tanks and accounts. Like I talk about, you know, in the first chapter of putting love and kindness above all else. And when you help other people and you find other ways, even though maybe you're feeling down and depressed or anxious yourself and you start looking toward outwardly to other people, and filling your emotional bank accounts, you automatically deposit into your own and you start feeling better. So you got to start somewhere and you have to start with connecting with other people. And don't, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to someone you trust because sometimes we don't always pick up on signals, you know, as friends as family because we don't really share those things. So make sure you reach out. I, I know for me personally, um, you know, I don't mind working from home. I, I rather... I rather enjoy it. I do miss going out to a, a studio somewhere and meeting with people in person. But um, but I find the longer I'm avoiding contact with other people because of the pandemic, the more restless I become. Yes, that is actually something that people have been telling me. Um, they don't know what to do because they can't really go a lot of places. Uh, their life has changed. Um, people are definitely a lot more isolated, and some people enjoy that. You know, if you like solitude and you're, that's your blueprint, there's nothing wrong with that either. But if you crave, you know, interaction with other people, there's different ways that we can do that, right? So we can Zoom, we can 
call people. We can definitely find other ways to be outside or do something that kind of fills your emotional you know, well-being, but you've got to make your mental fitness and your emotional fitness a priority. And so I know sometimes it depends on if you are, you know, you're seeking connections with other people or you enjoy being in solitude. You know, everybody's blueprint is so different. Well, I can I can be a, a hermit as, as well as the next person. <laughs> I, I, I don't mind... Uh, you know, spending time by myself and 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 being alone, and and I don't live alone, so it's not like I'm cooped up all by myself. But there's still the feeling of being cooped up. There are things that I like to do. I like to go to the farmers market. I like to, you know, not necessarily to see anyone or meet with anyone or talk to anyone. I just like to get out and do stuff, and I I I feel really restless for those things. Yeah, you got to make those things a priority, right? You got to find different creative ways. We got to be really creative right now, right? And what we can and cannot do. So, like going for a walk outside, that's something we can do. We can bundle up, we can put our boots on. We're in Michigan, so we can do that. So, going outside, getting some fresh air, even if it's five minutes, that can be refreshing to even mentally. Yeah, that's true. I, I have a friend that goes out with a camera and, and goes on walks. Um, Sometimes it's nature, sometimes it's urban settings, and and he he just takes pictures of the journey and posts them to Facebook. But he's out doing stuff every day, and it's it's really impressive. It's that is so enlightening to to know because I think that when people go out, whether they take pictures or go for a walk or feed the birds or whatever that is, that's good. That's good for your um, well being. <laughs> I, I'm a little frustrated about that because I, I had made the decision this past summer to get uh, my bicycle repaired and and refurbished and uh, thought that maybe I would start biking around a little bit. And one of the things it needs is new tires, and the place that's doing the repairs still hasn't been able to find tires because of the <laughs> pandemic. And, and now the cold weather's here, even if they did find them and get it fixed, I wouldn't, you know, necessarily be able to go out bike riding, um, especially as we get into to colder and snowier weather. It's been pretty mild so far. It really has. It's been nice. Yeah, maybe in a couple months the bike store will be open and they'll have the the repairs. Uh, yeah, they'll get they'll get it done. I'm hoping they get it done in <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, by for spring. Summer. They weren't as uh, optimistic as as I wished they'd been <laughs> <laughs> the last time I talked to them. But 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 things like like what Paul does because he can do it even if it's in a blizzard. He, you know, he can go out and walk around somewhere for a few minutes and take a few pictures and. You know, it, it's that's become a real touchstone or touchstone for him every day, and um, it's the, the the secret is really finding something like that, or as you suggest, maybe just sitting and, and thinking about the people that you're not able to see or spend time with, and and send them a note or give them a phone call. Yeah, you can send them a card in the mail. You can call them. You can. Facebook them if you're on Facebook. There's social media. There's different ways you can private message people. You know, be creative and find ways to stay connected. It's really important right now. What are the things that keep us from taking advantage of good advice? People's resistant to change. Um, 
by nature, we don't know how that's going to be. We don't like change. We know how to deal with how our life is right now. So when people say, hey, you want to change? And we say, yeah. And then we give you ideas on how to do that. And they're like, well, maybe tomorrow. Uh, maybe next week. You know, we yeah, make these excuses. That's, that's what I was getting at, Shell, is, is it's so ironic because we'll we'll sit and, and think to ourselves, boy, this has just got to change. You know, I'm bored. I'm restless. I'm frustrated i'm depressed and and things have got to change and then when it comes time to do something that would make things change it's like well i don't really like change that's <laughs> <laughs> true we feel overwhelmed we get scared we're like oh i don't know how this is going to play out but i'm comfortable here people don't like to be uncomfortable so we kind of resist change by nature right so one of my philosophies is a one degree shift can make ah. a big impact if you do just one thing to change your day, you will feel better. And if you do that every single day, what, you've got 365 changes, doesn't seem so overwhelming if you do just one thing a day or one shift. What, what are some examples of, of things that people can do to move themselves through that reticence? Uh, there's so many things. Like if you go into self-care, um, one of the things I recommend people is really reflecting on their well-being is how do you feel a day? When you wake up, are you excited to get up in the morning? What's the first thing you think of? So whether maybe you want to exercise, even if you do it for five minutes, that's a change. Maybe you go outside. Maybe you look out the window. Maybe you want to start listening better with, you know, communication. There's so many steps that you can take as like setting a goal and making sure you're decisions align with your goal there's so many just one degree shift changes you can make i you know shell as i was listening to you talk about that i cannot think of a single morning that i have woken up and thought i should exercise (laughs) (laughs) you know i've i've you know in the summertime when it's nice i've you know gone out on the deck first thing in the morning that's always very pleasant and you know there there are some of the things that you mentioned, but that that first one right out of the shooter that no, if that <laughs> crossed my mind, it would change quickly to going back to bed. <laughs> they love in the in the summer waking up first thing in the morning and going for a walk, putting on my headset, putting some music on, and just start my day and just walk around the neighborhood when nobody else is like around. Everybody else is laying around sleeping probably. I might walk in the neighborhood and just start my day out and create an energy and figure out what do I want to do today? What's my goal? And just like clear your mind. How, this this is sort of interesting. We were talking about the pandemic and feeling cut off from everybody and we touched on technology sort of briefly, but it's occurred to me as I look back and, and try and think how people maintain during similar conditions as far as sheltering at home and having things, uh, you know, closed and, and uh, canceled and so on um, during the Spanish uh, flu epidemic in back in 1917-18 in through there and they didn't have telephones they didn't have radios and TVs and um, the internet and uh, how can we appreciate the fact that even though we're cut off we're not as cut off as we could be. That's a very good point because back then there wasn't the internet, right? 
there wasn't cell phones, quick access, wherever you are um, on your phone. You, you, we do have that now. So you couldn't have, sometimes Zoom. We, you couldn't have a right. Zoom meeting and, and work no. from home. So true, and, and now I, I definitely appreciate myself. I'm able to work from home. I'm an HR director, and that's what I do every day. And so I work from home during the day, and I'm just so appreciative of that fact because before, you know, I can't really be a human resource director, you know, from home, you know, back in the day, that would have been unheard of. And I would think this that this is an extremely tough time to be a human resources director um, because of the closures and, and so on. So many businesses closed and, and people out of work are laid off. Uh, places downsizing because of the impact of the pandemic. Is it, as I imagine, tougher than normal? It is absolutely really, really tough. I mean, through the pandemic um, last year when it started in March, you know, they look for the HR directors and HR people to kind of navigate through the your, your employees through the pandemic. And each day it seemed like a, there was a different scenario that was playing out. What do you do about this? What are you, how are you supposed to handle this? Oh, you got to wear a mask, you know, you got to social distance. And people were looking at uh, the HR people. It's like, okay, what do we do? And so it was very, very challenging through that whole situation. It, it still can be because, you know, people still have questions, you know, second contact and how long do I have to, you know, we have a lot of people working remote. But we also have people at work who are actually on site and have been on site through this whole pandemic. So it's been a very big challenge, um, very interesting to say the least. Well, I would think, you know, it, it would be um, kind of an interesting organizational exercise to figure out who is essential to on-site work and, and who can effectively work remotely. Yeah, it absolutely was a distinguishing factor in our world. I uh, worked for a software company and we had people, you know, production crew who had to be on site. They can't do their job remotely. So they had to use their tools and all the electronic components on site. And so all the software engineers were all, everybody else were able to work off site. So for us, it was kind of easy to distinguish, but not every company may have that uh, flexibility or, or know that fine line. Because it is, you know, sometimes we still have to have uh, software engineers come into the building. And, of course, I had developed that process, procedure, and policies for that. So, and, of course, it's still changing. When, um, how did you settle on the number 100? <laughs> That's a great question. You know, no one's, I've had many interviews and no one's ever asked me that question before. I had like over a hundred strategies, right? And I had to like cut some. And I thought, man, I had a hundred and thirty-five, and I could have put a hundred and thirty-five in there. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to pick a hundred. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like a a clean and easy number for people to remember, and for me to remember. So I stuck with a hundred. I'm, I'm just always curious about the creative process. Like, at what moment did you think to yourself? You know, I've got a bunch of these little yellow sticky notes with these <laughs> thoughts on them. I, you know, I should make this into a book. And then how that how that happens, what what the process is for deciding, let's make it a hundred little thoughts. You know, I've got, I, you know, what? How do you decide what things to cut and what things to include? How do you prioritize? 100? It was uh, that is a great question. So what I did is. 
I decided on the strategies I thought were going to be in the book. And then I decided to start grouping them into the different sections. And I wanted each section to have about at least 10, 11, or 12 different um, strategies inside of them. So then I would just pick the top 11 or 12 inside those sections, and it ended up being 99. <laughs> then I had to come up with one last one for the 100th um, strategy because I wanted it to be 100. Now, so it was, it was really fun. <laughs> and and then, of course, there's always the and and other duties as as, as assigned. <laughs> Yes. Was was that number one hundred? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually Carpe Diem. That was uh, my last strategy I put in there. Um, on my very last page is Carpe Diem with Seize a Day, and that's kind of what I live by. So I, I made sure I had to put that as my last strategy in the book. So, so I landed. What are um? Can can you give me a, a couple more examples of of. Uh, the, the thoughts that build positive life changes, um, you know, I'm thinking how you, how you go about making each day special, especially at a time like this when all the days seem the same. It is, it is very difficult right now. I think um, if people are struggling, um, Section 5 of my book is, you know, setting goals and seeds, seeds of ambition are the fruit of success. But you can make goals. And their goal setting is great, right? But then you have to read the, the next section, which is a good choice, now lays a foundation of prosperity. If you don't align your decisions with your goals, then you're not gonna get you're not gonna achieve your goals. So some people make the mistake of I'm gonna goal setting like, you know, New Year's resolutions and you know, make those a priority, which is fantastic and people should do that. And don't make too many goals. I suggest only making three goals at a time. If you want to achieve those, um, the less, more is, you know, more is not always better. Less is actually more effective. So, but make sure you align your decisions with your goals. And just like I said earlier, one degree shifts. If you just do one thing differently today, then you can kind of get yourself motivated. And um, make sure you kind of touch base with like a connecting person who kind of is know what you're doing. So they can hold you accountable and say, hey, how's that goal going? And you're like, oh, good. So I try to always make sure I connect with somebody who has either a similar goal or we have goals that we're helping each other with. And, and how, do you, how do you address disappointment? And I'll give you an example. On uh, December 31st, 2020, um, and I can't be the only one who did this, I was, I was really optimistic for a clean slate in 2021 so i wake up january 1st and of course we still have the covid and five days later there's storm on the capitol <laughs> i'm thinking 2021 just isn't gonna be <laughs> the the upbeat change that i thought and i was a little disappointed you know that that, that it sure. wasn't a clean slate sure we it's about expectation we expect right? We expect January 1st to be a clean slate and it's going to start out great. That's everybody's expectation. The truth is life happens and it's not always, not always clean and clear like we'd like it to be. But just because that's where our chapter starts doesn't mean where the story is going to end there. So I mean, it could still transfer into something, you know, miraculous and maybe we start finding ways to connect better, you know, but positivity is definitely a choice you have to make every day and just don't let that day 
be the rest of your year. Yeah, I, but but again, is there something uh, something we can do to help ourselves, um, you know, make that conscious decision instead of just wallowing in the disappointment? Yeah, you gotta you gotta find ways to look at things from a different perspective. I mean, yes, January first might not have started out the best, but again, don't hold on to that. You know, let that part go, and each day is going to be different. And like I said, like a one-degree shift, do something different. If you hold on to that thought, that's how it's going to be each day. So, like, try to focus on something completely different. You know, maybe you disconnect from the news, maybe for a while. Maybe you get off social media. Maybe you do something completely different. Yeah, I was I was just thinking about, you know, how, how glued to the screen I was on January <laughs> 6th with all the stuff that was going on at the Capitol. And then at one point, it just became so overwhelming, and I thought to myself, you know, I can change the channel. <laughs> That's so true. We we don't realize we have a choice every day. And so I kind of had to do the same thing. I kind of turned it off, unplugged, and, you know, reset and started, like, listening to some podcasts, reading books, doing something completely different and disengaging to reset my framework. Well, my guest is Shel Phelps in... Um she is a uh, certified human resources director and co-founder of Phelps Strategies. And uh, she has a, a new book we've been talking about, Big Bliss Blueprint, um, 100 Little Thoughts to Build Positive Life Changes. Um, Shell, thanks for spending this time with me this morning. I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you and the book and your work, past, present, and future. Do you have a website? You know, I do. Um, you can visit me on the website at phelpsconsulting.net. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn um, at Shell Phelps, or you can find um, me on uh, Facebook on Phelps Strategies or Instagram Phelps Strategies. And I also now have a YouTube channel, Big Bliss Blueprint, which I'm getting gearing toward giving people um, ways to find their bliss and find their blueprint. Well, I, I, I just want to thank you again. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, and, uh, and the book is great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Tom, for having me, and you, guys, you have a great rest of your day. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Once again, that was uh, Shel Phelps, um, the author of Big Bliss Blueprint, or I should say The Big Bliss Blueprint, Say that a hundred times. Uh, and it contains a hundred little thoughts to build positive life changes and uh, can help leading to a happier and more fulfilled life. And who wouldn't want that? Anyway, we are going to take a short break. If you're listening to us on WFOV 92.1 uh, FM in Flint, they are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my good friend Paul Herring. And we're going to let them squeeze in a few words edgewise or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. And we'll be back with uh, some comedy and music. And then uh, next hour, we're going to be talking about how to deal with uh, overeating and uh, how, to, how to curb your eating 
um, which I need to do because I've been bored of meeting. We'll be Hi, right back. Hi, this is Joe Bai from the Blue Hawaiians, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. If you are sick with COVID-19 or think you might have it, take steps to help protect other people from getting sick. Stay home except to get medical care. Call the doctor before visiting. Separate yourself from others who live with you. Wear a mask to protect others. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue and clean your hands right away. Avoid sharing items with other people in your home. This includes things like towels and bedding. Be sure dishes are washed in hot water or the dishwasher before anyone else uses them. Stay aware of how you feel. If you start to have difficulty breathing or if you are worried about your health, call your doctor. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom. Most of the music you hear on the Tom Sumner Program is provided by local artists. Tune in Fridays for live music and conversation with some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, and performers. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe Bye from the Blue Hawaiians. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. Hey, this is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hempel. The Tom Sumner Program, celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint, Genesee County, and throughout Michigan. children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner 
Program.com. First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. When John Henry was a little baby, sitting on his daddy's knee. Picked up a hammer and a little piece of steel and said, Goo 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 Daddy picked him up, threw him on the floor, said, this baby's done wet on me. <laughs> I, I, I apologize. Oh, one more chance. One more chance is all you get. See this pin? It says, think ethnic. You gotta think ethnic and sing ethnic to ever earn this pin. When John Henry was a little baby, sitting on his daddy's knee, he picked up a hammer and a little piece of steel and said, this hammer be the death of me, Lord, Lord, hammer be the death of me. Yeah, when John Henry was just a little tyke, he picked up a piece of steel and a hammer it seemed like he knew all the time, down deep inside, that he was going to work on the railroads. And there was a big story waiting for him to arrive on. Why well, was a little boy used to go around hammering on things. His daddy bought him a little hammer. Let's go around hammering the tables and hammering the fixtures. <laughs> we used to get a licking all the time. We'd go up and hammer on the front door. Hammer on the chairs. Yet as John Henry grew, he grew in size, and he grew in stature, and he grew in his mind, his horizons grew. He started going out and got a bigger hammer. Started walking around town hammering things. Hammering trees, people's fences, the fire hydrants. While John Henry could just go around hitting one fire hydrant with one whop, whop. Yeah. All the dogs in town hated John Henry. <laughs> well, the whole story goes is that when he grew to full size, he could drive steel on the railroad, drive those spikes in the ground faster than any ten men. People started talking about John Henry. Was the fastest man that ever drove steel on the railroad. And the whole story of John Henry really starts the day the captain told John Henry something. 
John Henry said, tell me something, Captain. <laughs> Then the captain said, John Henry, I'm gonna bring me a steam drill round. I'm gonna bring me a steam drill out on the job. I'm gonna pop that steel on down, Lord, Lord, pop that steel on down. Sure enough, next day they had a steam drill out on the job. Big red steam drill, shiny smokestack sticking up in the air. Well, they had old John Henry over there, muscles rippling in the sun, sweat running off in gimlets. Ringlets. Well, the captain, Head of all the railroad workers looked over at that steam drill and smiled. Then he turned over and he looked over at John Henry. Those beady little eyes. He snarled over John Henry. Hi there, John. Well, John Henry didn't say nothing. Just spit on his hands, picked up those two nine-pound hammers, walked slowly over towards that steam drill, spit on the steam drill. <laughs> Then went over and spit on the captain. <laughs> well, it got to be about 12 o'clock starting time for the race. Every railroad man in the county was out there that day because they knew if John Henry lost that race, they were all out of a job. Well, it got to be starting time for the race. John Henry is up there at that starting line. That steam drill was up there at that starting line. Big smokestack sticking right up in the air. A little bit of spit on it. <laughs> well, the captain walked up to the starting line. I swear you could hear a pin drop that day. He took out his pistol and pointed it up in the air. John Henry spit on it. <laughs> Actually, this was about the greatest race in the history of man. The race between a man and a machine. He pointed that pistol up in the air and shot it off. Bang. <laughs> that started that race.
Well, the steam drill was going on the left side, and John Henry hammered on the right. The steam drill made ten feet, John Henry only three. Then it hammered John Henry out of sight, Lord, Lord. Hammered John Henry out of sight. <laughs> Hammer John Henry out of sight. Oh, Lordy. Yeah, that's right. John Henry lost that race. Dumb smart I thought he could be a steam drill. <laughs> what a thing for crying out loud. John Henry said to the captain, to the captain. By God, I ain't no fool. Before I'll die with a hammer in my hand, I'm gonna get me a steam drill too, Lord, Lord. Get me a steam drill too. I'm gonna get me a steam drill too, Lord, Lord. Get me a steam drill this was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
We're trying to do a radio show down here. It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. 